This is Central Carolina Journal, a program that highlights events, programs, and slices of life happening throughout our communities. I'm Fred Brucker. Thanks for joining us. After serving for 25 years, Paula Stewart retired as the manager of Harnett County in July of 2021. Interim manager George Wood helped to keep operations of the county functioning and guided the Harnett County Board of Commissioners through the process of selecting a person to officially take on the role. On January 3rd, the Board of Commissioners appointed Brent Trout as the new Harnett County manager. Mr. Trout has over 30 years of experience in administration of local governments, most recently having served as the city manager for Topeka, Kansas. The county manager serves at the pleasure of the Board of Commissioners, maintaining responsibility of administrating all departments that are under the general control of the Board of Commissioners. The county manager also has oversight of the developing of the county's budget. I got to meet Mr. Trout at his office in the Harnett County Government Complex in Lillington about a month after he officially assumed the role on January 18th. We discussed why he desired to make the move from the Midwest to the Southeast and some of his initial insights and observations as he settles into his new position. In the matter of full disclosure, I am a former Harnett County employee and worked in the county manager's office. However, I have not worked under Mr. Trout. Let me start with maybe the most important question of all of this. Uh, Coming to North Carolina, what is your impression of Eastern North Carolina barbecue and why is it better than what you get in the Midwest? Well, it's sure different. Um, The the barbecue flavor here is different with the vinegar and the the pepper. Um, I'm used to the more, I don't know what you call them, ketchup-based sauces over stuff and how they smoke and base things, so to speak. And so it's a little different. I'm getting used to it. Um, there, there's some good flavors here. I'm really enjoying uh, trying new restaurants and, and so forth, including the barbecue. Well, obviously that was not the most important question, but I felt like it was a good icebreaker there. So looking at your background, I see that you got a master's in public administration. What drew you to study for a career in public service and especially public service in a government setting? Well, for me, I had an interest in politics for um, when I was getting out of high school. And so I started looking around at options. And I initially thought going to political science, maybe work for a congressman or something like that. But I got to know some folks that had already gone through the program at Drake University where I went to school. And they said, you know, you can get the same classes and then add some with a public administration degree. So that when you get done, you think, well, maybe I'd rather go into business. You've had accounting. You've had marketing. Um, you've had some uh, statistics, some other types of programs that are classes that would actually set you up to go into the business side as well, unless you decide. Well, somewhere along the way, I took a class that was city government, and it was taught by two, uh, two city managers that were in Iowa currently as city managers. And talking to them, learning about that, I really determined that that was an area of expertise that I really wanted to get involved in. Um, felt like I could make a bigger difference at the local level than trying to be at the federal level. You mentioned that some of your instructors were actually city managers at the time they were teaching you. Tell me about what that experience was like learning under those that were actually involved in government at that time. And did it give you any insights then that might kind of give you a chance to look at the crystal ball and see what sort of things that you may be dealing with in this profession? Right, it did. It really did. You know, they talked about zoning issues that we end up doing, capital improvement planning, and uh, how you interact with the public in a general way in order to be able to um, be successful. And so 
taught me things that you necessarily couldn't get out of a book. And uh, we got to do a couple of tours of facilities to learn a little bit about uh, different areas that you're never going to get out of a book. And uh, so that, for me, got me continued to get me enthused about this being the right area to be in. Looking at the press release that came out on you last month, it said that uh, you had several jobs in Iowa in, in the local government setting and then was uh, recently the city manager of Topeka, Kansas. In that experience that you've had, what would you say are some of your more, I don't know that this is the right word, but maybe the proudest moments or maybe the most profound moments that uh, you've experienced in those settings? Well, I think probably the most profound is the opportunity to be able to do projects that will have lasting impacts in those communities after I'm gone. Um, there were two cities that I got involved in where I did helped to secure grants in one city and then build a child care center. Um, uh, that was something that was a big need in the community and we were able to move kids out of a basement of a church into a state-of-the-art facility uh, and had Head Start and child, normal child care slash preschool. And so kids from all walks of life went to the same facility and were able to participate in those types of programs. was able to basically do the same thing. They had already received the grant, but then implemented in another community, including adding adult daycare by partnering with the hospital to be able to provide that. Um, being able to go to a, a large city um, such as Topeka was and be able to institute some programs and change that I had experienced already in Mason City to make our government more efficient, more responsive. And so being able to do that, not to mention a number of projects that we did for economic development. And, and so it was uh, a very good experience, even though it was only four years versus the 10 years that I was in Mason City. We still moved at a very fast pace in Topeka. Coming over here to the southeast compared to the Midwest, it is a little bit of a different area. What led you to allow yourself to be considered for the job of Harnett County Manager? Well, I had an interest uh, after a period of time of visiting here. I have grandkids that live in Raleigh. Um, we had an interest of moving to this part of the country. And it just so happens that Harnett was actually the closest place that I could, there was an open position that I could pursue. But in addition to that, I really looked at Harnett County as being a good mix of my past uh, experience that I could really be, I think, successful in understanding the dynamics of what we're experiencing in Harnett. Um, the four cities that I managed in Iowa were all rural cities, um, the largest being 28,000, the smallest being 900, and the two other were in between. And it's a very rural area, just, you know, agricultural, much like Harnett County is. Harnett County is still very agricultural-based, but also by the time that I spent in Topeka working in a very large organization, Topeka had 1,150 employees. It is, you know, in a very large organization just such as Harnett County is, uh, with 950 employees, 25-some departments. It's, it's a very large organization. So I felt that it would work well for me and I could be successful here um, based on the skill set that I would be able to bring in that regards. Um, also, I just saw the, the impressive statistics about how fast Harnett County was growing, the challenges. It sounded exciting for me to be able to be a part of that, and I felt like that I could be a good help for continuing to move the county forward. 
I would like to get some more of your insights on that as it relates here to Harnett County in just a bit. But before we go there, maybe it would be helpful for our listeners to get a little bit of a distinction. Before we started recording, I mentioned to you that experiences I've had in the past were where counties would have a county executive as opposed to a county manager. And here in Harnett County, obviously, your role, the county manager, and then there's also the board of commissioners. I guess maybe the simple question is to say, so what is it that you do? What is your role as county manager? Well, my role is the making sure that the day-to-day functions that the county does happen, that we are providing the services that the citizens need from our county. That can be everything from public safety, the EMS responses to the courts providing the information they need, register of deeds, elections, um, our parks and recs areas taking care of our library, um, you know, all those areas that, that, that we do. And that my responsibility is to answer and deal and make decisions on the daily functions that we do. Probably the next thing, though, is to take what are the wishes and the priorities of the Board of Commissioners to accomplish and then try to make those reality. My role is to try and establish the right organizations, get the right resources developed to be able to meet the goals and, and that they have. I think that's a rather important distinction to make there is that your role very much is at the pleasure of the Board of Commissioners. Yes. So they make the decisions and you're the one that executes those or carries those out. Exactly. That is the purpose that we have. And the thing is, is that you take I have... 31 years experience doing this kind of work and so over time I've developed what I feel are ways to be able to accomplish those things that are needed to be done and to work and manage and organize and see right from wrong as to how we can best be organized within our departments um, give direction and, and that is helpful to the board. I noticed this quote here from uh, Chairman Lewis Weatherspoon He says, Mr. Trout has real strengths in bringing people together to achieve goals, and he will be a great asset to Harnett County. So no pressure, but a little bit of pressure (laughs) to try and to feel. And uh, you've already talked a little bit about some of the things that you've done in terms of community service in, in some of your past roles. What do you think in the short time that you've been here, you've been here a little more than a month at the time of this recording, Have you had an opportunity to make any observations or insights into what you see here in Harnett County? Well, I think probably the biggest insight I've seen is that we have a lot of desire to be ready for the growth that's coming. Um, We all see that it's coming. We see the numbers of lots that have been platted and set for development in the future for our county, and we need to be prepared. And that comes from having the right zoning in place to make sure development happens in the correct way, in the right locations, having the water and the sewer capacity, trying to deal with having the road capacity that we need for people to be able to get around. But then it also is knowing that we need to look at economic development that needs to occur as well, both industry trying to create jobs, here in the county that maybe people don't have to leave the county to go to work, um, creating retail establishments so that we have the amenities for retail, restaurants, uh, you know, those various functions that we need to have and that they have capacity to be able to support the population that's coming, Um, having recreational assets for people to have a place to go when they're on their off time. 
And so that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen is everybody knows it's coming and they're really in tune with the fact that we need to be preparing ourselves for that. I think I've also noticed that uh, a strong desire to all work together towards that common purpose. Um, there is not one other organization that is trying to take the lead and take the spotlight. They're really trying to work together. Um, you know, there's a monthly meeting that happens between the county managers, myself and the assistant county managers, and uh, in the town managers. And so we're meeting to talk about what we're each dealing with and how we can each support each other. And I know that there's a mayor's organization that gets together, the town mayors get together. Um, and trying to make sure that we have that knowledge um, that of what each other is doing and how we can mutually support each other. I think it's an important point that talking about trying to steer the growth of the county, especially in light of what we see to the north and south of us, of obviously Wake County, the Raleigh area, been growing by leaps and bounds for several years, and also a lot of growth in the Fayetteville and Fort Bragg area, Harnett County being right in the middle of those two. Not to mention, in addition to some of the infrastructure plans that the state has talked about, recently talking about bringing a new interstate through Harnett County in the uh, not-too-distant future. Do you see any challenges from the aspect of trying to foster that growth in what might seem like a growing pains or you know, trying to adjust the ways things that have been done in a what was traditionally a more rural county that didn't necessarily think big idea or, or big city, even in the recent past? Oh, I definitely think that's going to be one of our biggest challenges. I think the individuals that are moving to our county are going to have the same expectations of having support, um, having amenities that they're used to if they, say, came from Raleigh and moved south. Um, or came from another bigger city in the past. So I think we have to have our A-game on here to be able to provide those things that people are looking for so that their experience moving to Harnett County is a positive one. I think also we have to try and do the best we can to educate those people that are already here, the residents that are already here, as to what kind of changes are coming down the road so that they can see uh, and understand that we're, we're preparing I think a good example of that is our school system. Those that are already here are concerned that we're going to have an influx of thousands of people come to our county. What about their kids, and are they going to have a school system that is ready for them to be able to um, take care of the existing kids and prepare for the new kids that are going to come eventually? And so I think the good news is, is that the Board of Education and the County Board of Supervisors are really working together. They've started establishing a regular meeting and getting a prioritization from the Board of Education on what schools and then making plans in our budget to help accomplish that. You mentioned the uh, the school system and working with Harnett County Schools. One of the things that I think has really come out in the past couple of years with uh, the way that our, our country has been, our state has been with that which shall not be named, my affectionate name for COVID-19, as we're starting to come, well, Hopefully I'm not jinxing it by saying we're coming out of it. But uh, is there anything that you have seen in your past roles and maybe what you see here that has given you some guidance or given you some thoughts in terms of what life after COVID looks like? Well, I think the biggest thing that we've learned is that um, we have to take uh, precautions as it comes to uh, protecting our staff. Um, we have a lot of jobs that require interaction with the public. 
um, a lot of counters where people are exchanging or meeting with some of our staff in order for us to provide services to them. And so we try to take measures. Um, it might be that our frontline staff may be wearing masks more frequently than we've ever had. We put up shields that they stand behind when they're interacting with the public. And so I think those types of things are probably permanent establishments in many cases in order to make sure that we're protecting our staff because we have trouble filling some positions and we cannot afford to have uh, certain, you know, have some of our employees come down with being sick and have a, a rampant case of infection go throughout a particular department. And so we have to prepare ourselves. We also now are doing much better at being able to work remotely in certain instances. Um, that gives us the ability that if things flare up, we can institute plans that we've used and have implemented and already in the past to say, okay, time to go work remote instead of working out of the office in order to be able to continue to provide that service. So I think those are a lot of good lessons we've learned. Um, I prefer to have everybody back to the office and working because then we're here and available. But uh, sometimes we have to be more smart about it and make sure that we're not putting our employees in jeopardy. That's an interesting point that you bring up, especially in an area where uh, people do expect to be able to access county services. And I know that the Board of Commissioners has been working to try to make better access to broadband available throughout the county. In an area like this where some people couldn't get internet even if they wanted to. We've seen that issue with uh, children trying to access their schoolwork. Uh, we've seen it with people trying to access various services if an office is not open for, for whatever reason. They just can't do the virtual thing. How do you see the implementation of that in such a way that we can flex and we can do the things that we need to do, whether, whether you're actually physically here in the building, whether you have people working remotely, and still give everyone the best opportunity they can to be able to get information or to access services? Well, I think, you know, we're going to be seeing some implementation of some of the broadband efforts that the board had already made authorization for. Um, they're not ready to release, but they're in the process of ordering the equipment that's necessary to put some of the towers up to be able to uh, start doing a wireless internet system for parts of the county that don't have service or have uh, have a low level of service. And so we're going to see some of that work begin. Um, that was done with CARES Act money, the first tranche of money that the federal government gave us. Um, but we're also putting aside a, a second tranche of money to be able to do a, the rest of the county. So about half the county will be covered with the first project. We're putting aside money. Um, and also, we're supporting the efforts that are made by our current provider to go after some of the great grant money that the states put aside. If they can get that, that'll even provide even better service. But if they aren't successful in getting that grant, we've got a backup provision that will provide some funding that will allow increased availability of service. And that's important for citizens and for our staff, depending on where they're at in the county. One of the roles that you have as county manager is maintaining the budget for the county. One of the accountants works here in your office. In terms of the fiscal responsibility, what sort of things do you look out for? What sort of things are important to you when it comes to proper stewardship of county funds? 
Well, primarily we want to make sure that we're providing the service level that meets the needs of the community. Um, that's an easy thing to say, but a hard time sometimes to do. Um, we really constantly have to evaluate, are we at the right staffing levels? Are we providing the services that they want? Um, if there was a service they want, how many staff members or what type of effort cost-wise would it be to create that? So there's a cost, uh, cost and benefit that we do with each program that's in existence. And so we measure that as we go into the budget cycle. Is this something we want to continue? Do we want to continue to provide what we provided? Or do we have an enhancement that we want to try and provide? So we're constantly measuring whether we're being effective or not. I think, you know, when it comes to looking at the stewardship, North Carolina is a little bit unique in that they have a revenue neutral rate that's required, um, that requires county to lower if the valuations go up, which based on the revaluation process we're doing, we expect property valuations to go up. Well, then we lower the levy rate. So the actual amount, total amount of money that the county receives from property taxes basically stays the same. That's a great system for a homeowner because it typically will keep from having wide fluctuations in your property tax bill as the property value goes up, but it makes it sometimes difficult for us to be able to continue to operate. Uh, and so uh, right now the biggest thing that we're seeing that we're excited about is that the sales tax revenues have gone higher than normal. The, a lot of people are buying things online. Um, the economy is doing rather well, and so we're seeing a spike, I don't know what call a spike, an increase in what we're receiving for sales tax. And so my hope is that that we're going to be able to cover the salary increases that we need to give in order to maintain staffing levels and be able to cover those along with meeting all the other little needs that a department has. So one of the things that's been kind of interesting, we've already talked about how growth is coming into Harnett County and almost kind of bursting from some of the adjoining counties. We mentioned the, uh, the interstate that's eventually going to come through. Uh, there's been all sorts of plans, uh, in particular from the town of Lillington, uh, talking about some new developments that are coming into the area. In particular, I'm thinking of the corridor here on Highway 421 between the government complex and heading towards Campbell University. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a lot of potential as the growth happens. And that's one thing that we can say is great in and of itself. But does it come with challenges in terms of actually being prepared for the growth and what all that brings, the influx of people, the influx of business? Are there difficulties there that we need to consider in light of the good news that's coming? Well, I think the biggest difficulty is being able to provide utility services to those locations. Um, We have to make sure that we have... Primarily right now, we're struggling with our sewer capacity, the ability to treat wastewater that comes from those homes. Um, we, we will be working on an expansion of the wastewater treatment plant in the future um, and allocating that amount to the various, um, various locations that are going to need it and working out agreements with those particular areas as, as those grow. Um, the same is true of water. You know, right now we're in a pretty good shape. Our waste, our water treatment plant um, has a lot of extra capacity in it. But part of the problem we have is getting it to those locations that need it and working with each of those uh, cities that would like to have the water and making sure that we can have the water line be large enough to pump to them what they need. And so those are the types of system changes that we need to be looking for, and those are our challenges. 
So another quote, this one coming from you, you said at your installation, there's so much potential for continued growth and prosperity in this beautiful part of the state. And we've already hit on some of the things that are coming to Harnett County. We've also mentioned the way that you are working with the mayors of the various towns and keeping up with some of those things. Without stepping too far out of line and without trying to get you to put something out there that maybe you haven't had a lot of time to consider, what are some considerations that you might be making in terms of what sort of recommendations you might make to the Board of Commissioners in the future, the beginnings of whatever vision you may have in terms of uh, what happens during your tenure here in Harnett County? Well, I think probably one of the things, and we're actually taking some steps, is making sure the provision of service to the western, the western side of the county. You know, they don't have, there are not municipalities out there. And that western side of the county, some of the services that cities would normally provide, they're having to be provided by the county. Well, there aren't a lot of county buildings over that way that provide. And so one example is the Binhaven School, um, the old Binhaven School. We're working to try and turn that area into something where we might have office hours out there for some of our departments so that instead of a person having to come all the way to Lillington to get, uh, say, talk to someone from the health department or uh, social services department, that they would be able to meet, set up an appointment and meet with a person from that department out on the western side. And it would just provide some more convenience for them. The same is true of some of our recreational opportunities. I think that's one thing that we need to make sure that they have parks, they have places to take their kids to go play on a playground. Uh, Simple things like that make a difference for people when they're deciding where to live and their quality of life. And so those things are important, and I think that's one of the things that I'm going to try and stress. And then just trying to find ways that we can work together with uh, various towns to make sure that they're growing in the right way and we're providing them support. You know, they do the heavy lifting, but they also need the county there to support them. This is a big county, and it's going to take me a while to get around. Um, I've enjoyed uh, getting to know people. I've been spending a little time in each city trying to get a little familiarized with what they have to offer, both in shopping and retail and restaurants. And uh, getting to know folks and that are in leadership in those locations. And so my hope is to get around to people on a frequent basis and make sure that they, they know that I'm available to them. And so I think just just have some patience. It takes a little while to, to be able to do that. You had told me prior to the interview that you've got some grandkids that were in the area, and I'm sure that uh, you're looking forward to being able to spend more time to them, being closer to them. Oh, very much so. That was one of the perks of being in this area. I enjoy this area. It's a beautiful part of the country. But it is also an advantage of being able to be 45 minutes away from grandkids, um, close enough that we can run up there if they've got something going on, um, but not you know, right in the same neighborhood and visiting them every day. So mom and dad can have their own privacy, too, along with raising their kids. But excited about that. Uh, they're five and three. It's a perfect age to be able to be around and see them grow. And my other children don't have grandkids yet. And so this was the right time to be able to be around them. And very happy that uh, Harnett County chose me to be able to be their next county manager. Well, all the best to you as you uh, get into this new role, learn some more things, provide even more insights, and help to advise the Board of Commissioners and moving forward with their vision for what they see in the county in the years to come. Thank you very much.
County Manager's Office is the main point of contact for many of the general concerns of county operations and helps direct people to the correct departments that residents may need to inquire about various county services. In addition to the county budget, the County Manager's Office also coordinates the activities of the Board of Commissioners and serves as the Office for Official Government Communications and Public Relations. Within the Harnett County Government Complex in Lillington, the County Manager's Office is located in the same building as the Harnett County Resource Center and Library on McKinney Parkway, just off Highway 401. Mr. Trout can be contacted through the county website at harnett.org forward slash admin or by phone at 910-893-7555. That's going to do it for this edition of Central Carolina Journal. To hear this broadcast again, visit 883wuaw.com forward slash ccj or search 883wuaw on your favorite podcast app. If you have an idea for a future episode, give us a call at 910-814-8859 or email us at wuaw at cccc.edu. Central Carolina Journal is a public affairs presentation of Central Carolina Community College and its radio stations, 90.5 WDCC and 88.3 WUAW. I'm Fred Brucker. Thanks for listening.